Now, The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. So what's happening in real estate in Greater Victoria? There's so much in the news right now. Talk about vacant property taxes. There's talk about, of course, continue to talk about the foreign investor tax. There's just so many things going on. In my 25 years here uh, selling real estate in Greater Victoria, I have to say the past 12 months has probably been the most news that I've ever seen relating to real estate, uh, not only here in Greater Victoria, but across British Columbia and in many ways across the country as well, too. Uh, so you're listening here uh, on All Things Real Estate. Our show today talks about what are your plans as your days move on. And this is something that we see often, especially in a region like Greater Victoria here, that has become for many a retirement um, place. It's a place where, let's face it, a lot of Canadians say when they retire, they want to end up here in Greater Victoria. I have uh, in the studio here three guests uh, with me today. Uh, first of all, Ann Duggan, who is um, basically an advisor, and her firm is Advice and Advocacy for Seniors and Families. Ann, thanks for coming. Thank you very much. Good morning. Uh, also, Annie Ardeal from Act Together Moving Services. Good morning, Tony. Uh, and finally, Brecken Gage, who runs Comfort Keepers In-Home Senior and Elder Care at Brecken. Good morning, Tony. Yeah, so, you know, what I like to do is um, uh, I'm going to ask you guys, before we have you in your uh, individual uh, uh, segments here, what have you guys been seeing out there in real estate recently? I mean, this is something that everyone talks about. You know, people, your clients are talking about this, uh, maybe friends, family. What have, you, what have you seen? What I've been experiencing is a lot of seniors and families um, putting uh, themselves in a position to make decisions probably before they were planning on it, largely because the market is high and, and families are sort of thinking, this would be a good time to sell, mom, you know, and, and then everybody is gathering information and trying to decide uh, what to do and where to go and how to spend that money they make if they do sell. And, and it's a really interesting time, too, because, I mean, we've never seen a market like this where things are really fast moving. And I think it goes without saying the... Um, the youthful ones are the ones who are usually easier to make a quick decision and jump into things and make a risk, make risky uh, decisions. But you probably agree, like, it, it is a difficult decision for seniors, right? It's very difficult. Some people have built their own homes and been in them for 40 years. And, you know, it's uh, very hard. It's one of the most stressful things there is, is to move, as we all know. So to move 35 or 40 years worth of belongings is uh, certainly an influence on what people do and what their choices are if they do sell. That's where I spend a lot of my time with mm -hmm. people is is sorting that part out. Yeah, and we'll, uh, we'll get to that when... Uh, when we have you uh, uh, shortly here. Uh, Anne, Annie, what have you seen recently? I've seen a big change um, compared to, say, five years ago when our clients were almost um, held hostage waiting to sell their townhouse or their home and the uncertainty of will they be able to sell and then they want to move into a place where their uh, life can be more supported, independent living or um, perhaps assisted living. And I find that that stress is gone now for my clients, which is just wonderful to see. Well, you know, there's always that concern about uh, a house that needs a lot of work, like properties that have deferred maintenance. You know, perhaps they haven't uh, kept up uh, things with the house or, you know, definitely uh, out of style design and decor wise. Right. Mm -hmm. We've all seen that. Yes. Um, but it's interesting where, as you just noted, uh, Annie, in a, in a regular market, 
these things really become issues because it makes a house harder to sell, right? But of course, today in a hot market where there is no inventory, just like you mentioned, I mean, now things are actually happening. That's right. And I think where people were deterred in the past to do improve improvements to their home to make it more accessible, um, adding grab bars or a lift, now go ahead and do it. You'll still be able to sell your home. It, it will not make a difference. Things are selling. It's not that a I, negative. It's not a negative anymore. Um, buyers just don't seem to care. They'll take what they can get right now. Yeah, it's a, it's a question of inventory. How about you, Brecken? What have you seen? Well, uh, I agree certainly with what the ladies have been saying. At the same time, I, I, I still see those folks who are hesitant to make changes. Our, our clientele naturally, for the most part, stay at home. And so one of the challenges we see is telling them that it is the market is really hot. And, and because it's at this unprecedented level, they have never seen anything like this. Sometimes, even though it's all in the news, they still don't believe us that it'll be easy to move the home. And, and it, as you mentioned, and it, the, all those belongings, but also the memories. Yes. And that becomes really challenging sure. for them to, yeah. to... So memories as far as uh, things around the house and also just... They raised their families there. Yeah. Uh, they've had sometimes three, four generations in that home. And for them to move on from that, they'll grasp at whatever straws they can to stay there sometimes. Yeah, so we're here with uh, Breck and Gage, Comfort Keepers, in-home senior in elder care, uh, Annie Ordeal from Act Together Moving, and Ann Duggan from Advice and Advocacy for Seniors and Families. Uh, what what do you feel, the three of you, is the biggest stressor that prevents people from moving forward? And I'm not saying necessarily making the decision to sell, because as Breck and you just mentioned, they don't necessarily make that decision. I mean, there's other options out there, which we're going to be talking about today, right? But what is the thing that, that, that uh, causes the stress, either with the individual or even with their family, their, their kids, their care providers? Um, I think the hardest thing is um, seniors are concerned about losing independence. Um, um, if they're living in their own home and controlling their own environment um, and enjoying those memories that Brecken talked about, um, it's it's very hard to make that decision. Sometimes it's necessary, and then they feel pressured. But um, well, actually, let's touch on that for a second. What what is necessary? To so move? what would be yeah? What would be um, necessary cases? I think when things such as modifications to the house and the number of hours of care, if something has happened and they really do need uh, attention. Um, more than an average household can provide, then they have to think about, is it better to stay there or to move on to somewhere where there is someone around 24 hours a day? And there's also the financial aspect there. And then there's all the financial aspect, which is a very large one, Mm -hmm. as to the comparisons between staying home and having care coming in and having some work done on the house to make it totally livable, or in fact to give that up and move into somewhere with... uh, now a fairly high in their terminology certainly monthly charge Mm -hmm. so they're throwing a lot of balls in the air at one time these people and and it reflects not only on the older person but on their all their family members everybody yeah their network their social network overwhelmed and trying to make a decision and so if it's a stressful time for them um that just 
sometimes they just need somebody to come in who's objective and from outside and just go, let's go plan A and plan B and plan C and see what we can work out. Very good. I think part of it too, uh, Tony, is just the whole stress of moving. I mean, has anybody ever enjoyed moving? It's, it's not, Even the young don't like the stress right? of moving. It, it's, and, and so that whole idea of change um, combined with perhaps not knowing that there are services out there like Annie who can make things much easier than they, than they realize. Um, and then the idea that they don't want to put stress upon their families because right. they know their families will have to assist in many situations. And their families often have busy lives. They have children of their own and careers, and they don't want to impose upon them because that's, let's face it, our elder generation is kind of that way. They don't like to impose on people. They don't want to be a burden. That's, that's it, right? Yeah. right? They want to be term. mom and dad still, uh, and it's tough. Yeah. One other thing that I see with our clients a lot is they've worked really, really hard to buy their possessions and to be told that now when they're downsizing that this furniture is barely worth anything, it's heartbreaking. And all the things that they've collected and the treasures that they've brought together, very difficult to face the reality of them having to get rid of all that. Yeah, very, very important. And I think that's something that maybe those of us who aren't at that age point right now take for granted. Right? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And it makes you want to take care of things before the crisis hits. For sure. Well, we're here talking about options as seniors are deciding what to do either in their home or moving along. I'm here with Ann Duggan, Advice and Advocacy for Seniors and Families, Breck Engage, Comfort Keepers In-Home Senior and Elder Care, and Annie Ardeal from Act Together Moving. All things real estate. If you have any questions uh, about the real estate market, please get in touch with us here at the station, cfax1070.com. Be happy to bring it up at our next show. Just offer a quick break. Be back just in a moment. So the big question is, do you move when you have to move or do you plan ahead so that you can move when you want to move? Uh, we're here talking today about options for seniors uh, about either aging in their home or moving onwards. I have three guests with me today. Ann Duggan, Advice and Advocacy for Seniors and Families, Breckengage, Gage, Comfort Keepers, In-Home Senior and Elder Care, and Annie Ardeal from Act Together Moving. Uh, right now, I'd like to speak with Ann Duggan. Ann, thanks for coming. Thank you, Tony. It's a pleasure. Now, you have a wealth of experience. I mean, I, I know you. I've had a chance to, to get to know you. Your background is, is an RN, right? You're, you're a registered Originally, nurse. I'm an RN, and off and on over many years, I've been one. But I've also had a number of careers in all sorts of other things. So yeah. I have a very broad base of information to share. So tell us about uh, advice and advocacy. And obviously you're doing this for seniors and families. What, what brought you here? And well, it's a culmination of everything I know. I was trying to retire, um, <laughs> and that wasn't very exciting. So I put together this small company, and the purpose of it is to meet with people who are facing those very questions you were mentioning about what's next in life. And they're so wide-ranging. Housing is a major question and a major factor in all of that. But it's all in, wound into other things, such as what's going on in the family and the health of the client and their spouse and, and uh, just a myriad of things that come up, and all of which uh, put pressure on people to make decisions 
And the thing that I noticed and the real reason I began the company was I found that it was very difficult for people to get direct information quickly and in a way they understood. If they've been healthy and well and happy all their lives and um, suddenly there's a change, whatever it might be, uh, someone having a stroke or simply changing their mind about what they want in life or whatever, um, it's very hard to... Uh, know where to start, who to ask, how to ask the question, what language to speak in, because there's a, there's yeah. a vocabulary around healthcare. Yeah. And uh, if they're not sure, um, it's difficult. And then they get a bit overwhelmed. And so my job, as I see it, is to go in and be very straightforward and clear and base everything on practical knowledge, uh, ideas about how to make some of those decisions, what information do we have to gather and how are we going to do that and who's going to do which task and all of that and as we work together it just opens up any number of questions well, it, and so it's just kind of a fascinating self-propelling job that happens well and, and this is the thing because you know i mean we know today when most people want to research something of course they go to the internet Mm -hmm. Right. And although we know plenty of seniors that are very yes, technologically many. advanced yes. and they, they check mm -hmm. on the Internet, you know, in general, it's it's a it's a very confusing process. Right. It and, is confusing. Um, go, I mean, the, I, I have one hundred and three year olds who are really great on their computer. <laughs> or <but> texting. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're not sure even then. What what is the question? You know, and, and then the, the other aspect, too, is that, um, you know, we have our friends and our family and it happens so often where the family is so concerned about your well-being that they are uh, trying to help out and they're giving opinions. And um, I think you'd agree, sometimes with all of that input, it gets even more overwhelming, right? I think the whole uh, dynamics of how the family works together is such a major factor because um, there's some role reversals happen when the, all these events happen in people's lives. And, and mom and dad have always had their opinion and they've always told their kids what they want. And suddenly and they, and they, they, they were the masters of the house, right? Right. And now sometimes the middle-aged kids, as I call them now, have to start to talk a little bit differently, ask more questions from their parents. What do you want? How would you like us to help? Are we helping or are we just getting in your way? There's just so many things that develop as, as these issues come up. And so when I call my company um, Advice and Advocacy for Seniors and Families, I really like to keep those families involved as, as much as the clients want them to be because it's no one's individual uh, decision if there are families and we do have to remember there are a lot of seniors with nobody to help make those decisions yeah. and so that's another role i can play quite well for them yeah how true so we're here with ann duggan from advice and advocacy for seniors and families we've seen many cases of this where there aren't siblings there aren't family um and i mean i cannot imagine being at that age and having no support at all. Like, that must be very difficult. It sounds um, hard to believe in our society where everybody's so involved in everything. I come 
upon a number of people who are living alone um, in sometimes inadequate housing, um, not well positioned for them to access any services they need, and they're simply fading away on their own. And it's not a good story, and it's not anything for our society to be very proud about. So I work a lot with that, and, and we really try to find someone, a volunteer to be an advocate, somebody that this person can connect with. Yeah. Because it's difficult. It's difficult enough to get old without getting old with no one to support you. So there's a lot of work to be done in this area. Yeah. And, you know, it, it brings up the other part as well, too, about all of these nasty stories we hear about of seniors being taken advantage of, oh, you know, the telephone or yeah. things yeah. like that. Yeah. And if they don't, I mean, my mom accidentally um, uh, got stung w- with a mm-hmm. credit card uh, mm-hmm. uh, sting. Mm-hmm. And it reminds us that this can happen to, to anyone, but it must be doubly worse for people that don't have support, right? There are so many examples of it. I have a client who, when I, uh, she was totally alone, and when I uh, went over her financial situation, she had paid over $80,000 in charitable donations in one year because she got onto the lists and uh, she was constantly being asked for money and because she was a very nice and generous person she felt it was her obligation to say yes and we had to intervene at that point and and turn that around but that would be an example that is not that unheard of and and i mean mean, that's that's a difficult story story here because organizations you know viable charitable organizations do need funding and Mm -hmm. you know of course they ask uh uh, people for uh for help all the time but it's it's that one to stop right that's right that's right so having having someone to uh to help them there yeah yeah and sometimes there are um changes in the elderly so that they're um their clarity of judgment making and so on is is a little bit affected and that can happen without anyone really noticing that um, because they're social beings and they cover um, any imperfections they think they have very well um, but they can be taken advantage of very easily and it occurs in real estate as well as in other areas because uh, uh, the whole business of making decisions is somewhat impaired and, you know, on, on that van, I, I have to say, because my history, uh, 20 years ago, I sold developments for seniors. So I, I quickly became a, uh, an expert in, in handling the needs of seniors early in my, my real estate career. And I will never forget, there was a client who was an executive from the Royal Bank. And you could tell that he was, in his day, he must have been a very sharp fellow. But, um, you know, you could see that things were slipping away. That's right. And uh, I could tell even from uh, his son. His son believed and felt that his dad was the fellow that he was 30 years ago. Yeah. When, in fact, that was not the truth. Exactly. And you want to see this all the time. Yes, that's a really good example of what happens. Yeah, yeah. So I'm here with Ann Duggan, Advice and Advocacy for Seniors and Families. And how can people get in touch with you if they need to talk to you? The very easiest and quickest way is by telephone, uh, 778-265-9715. My website is advisingseniors.ca, and my email is ann at advisingseniors.ca. 
thank you, and you have been helpful for people that we've sent to you as well too. And like I said, it's, yes. it is amazing to have somebody on your side um, that can give unbiased opinions and help connect uh, in areas that are most stressful for seniors. Thanks for coming on. Thank you very much, Tony. Now, I want to quickly just uh, talk about something that's coming up in Victoria. It's the Victoria Real Estate Investment Expo, and that's happening on March the 11th at Crystal Garden. Uh, this is an event that's going to be for uh, real estate, uh, both first-time uh, home buyers and seasoned investors. By the way, when I say investors, I'm not saying foreign investors necessarily. Um, but if you're interested, go to the website, victoriarealestateexpo.com. Uh, it's going to be great, uh, and bene- the uh, beneficiary will be the Greater Victoria uh, Housing Society. So that is the Victoria Real Estate Investment Expo. We'll be back in just a couple of minutes. We're talking about options that homeowners have as they move towards their senior years. In the studio t- today with me is Ann Duggan, uh, Advice and Advocacy for Seniors and Families, Annie Ardeal, Act Together Moving Services, and with me right now is Brecken Gage, from Comfort Keepers In-Home Senior and Elder Care. Um, Brecken, thanks for coming. Thanks for having me, buddy. Great. So now, of course, there are options for people. Um, I've had, actually, I had a client who had been in his house for 57 years, which is amazing when you think about it, because today, statistically, they say that people move every five to seven years. (laughs) You know, someone like that, of course, bucks the the average, right? Um, But the options that people have are to go to uh, one of these beautiful uh, retirement facilities. There are many in Victoria here. Uh, another option is just to downsize, you know, to move in with their kids or, or things like that. Um, now, one of the things that people will need over time is some care. And that's where you come in. Absolutely. Yeah. So tell us about Comfort Keepers. So Comfort Keepers provides a, a wide range of services. We start often with light housekeeping and meal preparation and driving people to and from doctor's appointments. Uh, and then we often move into personal care as health challenges come up. And we all, quite often move all the way down through the end of life process and palliative care and, and stay with those clients right until the end. Mm-hmm. Um, so a wide range of services depending on the different needs of the clients. I, I, is it possible sometimes that um, someone might feel that maybe their family should be doing this work or friends or whatever, um, you must bump into this. We do. We do. And it's, it's really interesting. For some families, it works really well. I know in our family, we actually did provide some of the care for our family members, but we augmented it with support from the private home care industry when we were going through that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then for other folks, that role and, the, and as Anne referred to it as the family dynamics can really change when you have to start providing care. Sometimes it's really hard for a son or daughter to help parents with toileting or hygiene and that kind of stuff. Mm. And it can really become stressful for everyone involved, not just the the children, but the parents themselves really struggle to allow their children to help with that. Mm. And so having someone who does just that and is the professional and it can be very almost just at a different level than the family, it it can be very beneficial for all involved. Yeah. Now, and, and you have care providers that, as you mentioned, either, you know, they can they can um, be there for a few hours a day. Mm-hmm. You have clients that have 24-hour around-the-clock care as well, too, right? Yep. And and it all depends. Every client is different. I've never seen a two clients with the same plan of care. Uh, everyone needs different things. And, of course, the plan of care is always, uh, as I always say, very organic. Mm-hmm. It's going to change. It's never stagnant. It's constantly fluctuating clients are improving so they need less care or don't need us for a while which is terrific and then at other times they have a new health challenge or something 
becomes a bit more difficult for them, and we add care as needed. So, so, so give us an example of 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 the profile of one of your caregivers. Oh gosh. So, what, yeah, what what would that person be like? Like how uh, how did you choose them, and 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 what makes them great in interacting with your client? Great question. So, uh, the first thing we always look for is natural empathy. We've always said we can teach caregivers documentation skills. We can teach them. Um, how to iron your clothes better. We can teach them even how to cook, but we cannot teach them to care. So if they don't care, that's kind of a prerequisite. Um, so all of the ladies and gentlemen who work for us. Uh, have you a, have a lot of staff, right? Yeah, yeah. We've got about 55 staff right yeah. now. So um, all of them, though, just have this natural ability and empathy to want to support people. It's terrific to see. They are simply marvelous human beings. Mm-hmm. Um, and then from there, they all have different skill sets. So some of them are really good at the personal hygiene component and making that kind of relaxing for the clients. Others are just terrific at helping around the house, whether it's making meals and driving to appointments or doing some housekeeping, that kind of stuff. The the activities of daily living that can become really challenging for someone who's having health challenges such as arthritis or they've had a stroke. Those kinds of things, doing the laundry can become a real burden. Yeah, what was really easy at some point is all of a sudden a large task. Yeah, and frankly, it can become dangerous if you got to go up and down stairs, worried about falling in the bathroom, that kind of stuff. So if yeah. you want to stay at home, often, you know, one of the things you have to adjust to is having home help in the home. Yeah, I'm here with Breck and Gage from Comfort Keepers In-Home Senior and Elder Care. Uh, yeah, a lot of things we take for granted, I think. You know, you mentioned stairs. There's um, you know, driving as well, right? I, I hate to say it. I know this is a, but getting on and off the toilet can be really challenging. Well, and that's something that, again, we take for granted. We do, because yeah. a, a great test for people at home, and one we learned from a, a local physiotherapist, is just try and stand up without, off, off a chair without using your arms. And, wow. And if you can't do that, imagine trying to get off the toilet, right? It, it can get really challenging. Yeah. Um, now, one of the things that, that, you're, that you guys do very well is consistency. Yeah, and consistency in care is is so important for a couple of reasons, and I'm glad you brought this up. One is it generates trust between the client and the caregiver. So the client gets to know the caregiver and vice versa. The caregiver gets to know how the client likes their tea, uh, what time they like their meals, all those things, and they can build a real rapport. Um, and two, the other thing that's really important is they're able to recognize when something's wrong with the client. Mm. So maybe the client is suddenly slurring words, Someone who's a new caregiver might not recognize that that's not how the client always speaks. We can, we can uh, prevent a lot of health crises by getting in there early, by recognizing that something's off today. Yeah. Well, because I think this is really important because there are, there are many services out there I'm aware of in, yes. in, in Victoria here. And there are some who will provide uh, occasional care, a couple hours a day here and mm-hmm. there or whatever. But I understand that, uh, you know, their timing is never necessarily set. So you don't know what time they're going to be there. You don't know who's going to be there. There's that whole, um, uh, it must be difficult well, for a senior. It is difficult. And knowing how to access that care, you know, that's where someone like Anne is so helpful because she can point you in the right direction. Um, and, and full disclosure, like we have some incredible people out there providing care in the community, publicly, privately. Um, but unless you know what questions to ask, unless you're able to advocate for yourself, um, and our, our public system is, you know, overwhelmed with demand. There are a lot of seniors here in town who need help, yeah. and we just don't have enough people 
Yeah. And, and this is the thing. We can't forget about the fact that, as I said earlier, Victoria is a place that people want to come to, right? Yeah. And you know, there's been all this conversation over the past few months about, you know, Victoria becoming overpriced and all that stuff. And, and you know, one of the things that we often remind people is it is this way because people want to end up in Victoria. I hate to say it. I have friends in Winnipeg. I don't see people moving to Winnipeg really quickly, right? Well, and that's one of the reasons why we have so many seniors here without support group because they retire here. Their kids are out east still, or they were brought up here, and their kids maybe moved elsewhere for better employment opportunities. Yeah. And so quite often, we have a lot of seniors here without families locally. Yeah. And, and you know, you're talking about staying in the east. Let's not forget the weather, too. I mean, we just came from, like, one of the worst winters in a while. Uh, I know that the flu bug has been around because I know that many of the retirement uh, facilities have had... Uh, uh, some cases of flu. I mean, these yeah. these are these are things again that the young just keep, you know, we keep for, take for granted, right? Well, and that's the other thing. So that flu bug that frankly knocked me on uh, out of commission for a couple of days. We have clients who are still recovering from that. Yeah. You know, if you're 95 and you pick up a, a terrible flu bug, it can hospitalize you. It can even cause worse, have worse consequences. So those things that we do bounce back from very easily as younger guys ish. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not always so easy for our elderly. So let's talk about cost. Okay. So, I mean, obviously, um, we're talking about, like, 24-hour care. I mean, this is something that is the family needs a budget for this, right? Absolutely. And, again, uh, whether you're going privately or publicly, examining all your options is so important. So do your research. Uh, talk to a couple of different companies. Don't just talk to us. Talk to whoever else you think might be a good fit. But cost does matter. Uh, and if you're going publicly, you may be able to qualify for some subsidized care. And as my mom always taught me, free is good, <laughs> yes. right? Yeah. So uh, certainly explore that option. It may not be the right fit for you, but I would I encourage everyone to look at that and see what you are entitled to. Um, if you are going privately, generally cost, you know, for most companies, you're going to be looking anywhere from 30 to $40 an hour. Mm-hmm. And if you go to a longer shift, uh, like a 24-hour client or something like that, most companies will have a flat daily rate. Mm-hmm. And again, they range in cost, but anywhere from, I've seen as low as 350 to as high as 650 a day. Yeah. I mean, it gets really pricey. And that's where, as Ann mentioned, sometimes the idea of moving into a, a retirement community or a, a private a complex care facility may be a better option as well. Yeah, so, so many things to consider. Breck Engage from Comfort Keepers, in-home senior and elder care. Uh, how do people get in touch with you, Brecken? Uh The best way is to call our 24-hour number here in Victoria at 778 Two six five five nine nine nine. You can also visit our website at victoria.comfortkeepers.ca or you can send me an email at my name, which is hard to spell, but uh, breckengage at comfortkeepers.ca and that's B-R-E-C-O-N-G-A-G-E at well, comfortkeepers.ca. You know, there's no question you, you are good at what you do. I know that you've won a lot of local awards here and, you know, you do that by providing great service and, and uh um, you excel in what you do. So thanks for coming. Brecken. Thanks for having me, Tony. I appreciate it. Yeah, so we're here talking about options for seniors, uh, whether to move, whether to stay in place, uh, and so, so many more important details. Uh, just off for a break, back in just a moment. So how do you decide whether to stay or to move? For aging individuals or concerned family, you're listening now here to our discussion about what to do in the later years of life. Do you stay at home? Uh, do you think about moving to some place or age in your home? Uh, we're here today with Ann Duggan, Advice and Advocacy for Seniors and Families, Breck Engage, Comfort Keepers, In-Home Senior and Elder Care, 
And now we have with us Annie Ardeal, who's with Act Together Moving Services. Hi, Annie. Hi, Tony. Um, so, Annie, of course, I know your services. We've had clients that have um, had your help before. Um, you are instrumental because one of the big things, concerns that people have when they've decided to move, so whether it's a real estate move by purchasing another house or a smaller house or moving to um, a, a retirement uh, um, facility, you are instrumental because they don't know what the next step is. So tell us about what you do. Okay. Um, first, I'm, I'm so delighted to be here because I think this is a fantastic conversation to have. So many people don't think about this until they're in the middle of the crisis. So this is awesome. Um, we see that, yes, a lot of people in Victoria do not have support from their families. They have emotional support, but the physical nitty-gritty has got to get done at a certain point, and that's where we come in. Well, you know, Brecken just mentioned a moment ago, there, there are people who moved here, moved here for some time, and their family is still in Ontario or on the mainland somewhere, and they don't have their immediate network here. So mm -hmm. when it comes time for them to think, the daunting process, to think about the daunting process of having to move, especially if they've lived in a house for, like, what's your record as far as how long someone's been in a house? Oh, well, we're working on a record-breaking house right now. The lady has lived in it for 45 years. Yeah. And... Um, the length of time matters a lot. Uh, like Brecken said, if you raised a family in a home, get going away from that would be very difficult. I've worked with clients who have built their own home, and the thought of uh, walking away from that, you feel like they're giving up a lot. Well, every board, every mm -hmm. nail, every little detail in that house, they would have been privy to. Yeah, and people are so proud to retire to Victoria and settle down here, but that's a great point as well, that you don't bring your whole support group with you. You often just show up, um, you know, the two of you maybe, or as a single, yeah. and calling in favors when it comes time for moving. Um, if your kids are back east or in the States or all over the world, we work with clients whose children are um, in touch with us via email and text so that they know what's going on yeah. here at home, but they worry terribly about their parents. So tell us, tell us about exactly what it is you do. For okay, yeah, I guess I should back up a little bit yeah. here. Um, and it's a funny thing that I'm here when we're talking about aging in place or staying at home, but um, at a certain point in everybody's life, they have to, um, they have to move. Like Anne said, it's one of the most horrible things to deal with. Uh, so when, when I call people or, or tell them what I do, they often grimace. That's very, very standard. Um, moving is not fun. But what we do to make it less stressful is manage the move professionally so that the steps of downsizing, decluttering, getting ready to go on the, the market. The 45 years worth of stuff. The 45, the collection, yeah. the china cabinets, the stamp collection, um, stacks of magazines, food in the cupboard that's been expired for two years. You know, we've all got those things. But if you've been in a house for a long time and you have had some decline due to um, health, perhaps, perhaps vision, smell, hearing, a lot of things can be affected in later life that um, can impact how you keep your household. Mm -hmm. So when we come on board to help someone who's in their 90s to move, it looks very, very different than when we help younger clients to move. Yeah. Well, I mean, you mentioned you mentioned kids. I'm a great example. I mean, myself and my other three siblings, the four of us, we, we still had stuff in mom's basement. 
Yeah. From and they were in that house since 1962. And you're very typical, Tony. Okay. Um, all of our clients still have things from their kids. Yeah. It's what we do, right? Yeah. In our culture, that's what we do, and so it's it's so disruptive for everybody in the family. Um, you can imagine at that time. Yeah. But what another thing that I wanted to talk about was uh, in support of aging in place and staying home. Uh, there are times when I meet people and they're asking for advice about their move. And my advice is to stay. Um, let's move the bedroom downstairs so we eliminate that risky trip. Um, let's put grab bars in the bathroom. You might need to change your, your uh, shower setup kitchen. So we, we can help a lot to address the house itself and make it livable for many more years Without to come. Without have to actually physically move from the house. That's right. And in some cases, that's exactly what I encourage people to do. Yeah. However, there comes a point when that's no longer sustainable. And when people are at that point, what I encourage them to do first is address the elephant. Everybody's got their elephant. Either it's a piano or an organ, oh, yes. or it's a huge collection of china, three yeah. three different patterns that she's been collecting since she was a teenager. And probably has never seen, hasn't seen in years, right? Hasn't gone through a dishwasher, no. that's for sure. Yes. But these types of things, um, while lovely, um, can be that thing that is holding you back from envisioning a future where um, you, you're not surrounded by those things. So oftentimes there's a bit of counseling that has to happen to first identify what's holding people back from wanting to move mm -hmm. beyond the, the normal, like yuck, who wants to move. But there's some, there's some factors there that need to be identified. And then um, we are professionals in addressing those scenarios. So if something needs to be sold or shipped or donated, uh, we're awesome at finding solutions for that. That's great. So we're here with Annie Ardeal from Act Together Moving Services. Uh, yeah, the elephant. Like that is that's definitely something we see that as well too in in real estate when people For are sure. when they're trying to, to to choose a place to move to. It, there's always that thing. It's yeah. the piano or whatever. And you know, of course, we have to be respectful of that because often there's a history. And speaking of history, I mean, here here we are, uh, either the kids or you know, uh, providers of service, we may not understand the background behind a certain item mm -hmm. that somebody has, but in actuality, there often is a lot of history, right? Yes, and that's, that's a great point, Tony, because if you always approach your parent's situation or a friend's or um, a colleague or a client, if you approach with that attitude that you don't really understand the, the significance, so try to find that out first before you dismiss that item as junk. Think about what meaning. For instance, we just moved uh, a couple, and the husband was a retired minister, and he had taken his organ from back east to the prairies to Victoria, this massive, massive piece of wood. Um, I just saw it as a, as a major obstacle in the move, but to him, it was uh, like a living, breathing thing. Mm -hmm. So you always have to just uh, back up and reserve judgment until you hear the full story. Yeah, how important that is. Yes, know. and I often see that becoming a bone of contention within families. If not everybody understands the significance of something, they're dismissive of it, that will get somebody's hackles up faster than anything. Yeah. Well, actually, and speaking about family, here, here's another uh, thing that, that I encountered. So uh, I have two siblings that don't live in town. I have a sister that lives in town. There, the, there surely are many cases where in the care of a parent, the division of labor between the kids is out of balance. Yes. And not because 
the kids out of town don't want to participate. They just simply can't, right? That's right. The logistics of it means somebody's going to be the caregiver, and we all know where that can go. Yeah. So you are one of the best things about having you at Act Together Moving Services is you, you can be that person that uh, eliminates that stress, not only for the client, but also for their family as well too, right? That's right, because it's not like all the other things that the family is helping with just disappear when it's move time. Appointments, yeah. doctor's appointments, somebody still has to be taking uh, mom to the doctor, yeah. um, making sure that there's groceries in the fridge, taking her to the lawyer to update legal documents. All of that still needs to get done, and then some. So leaving the logistical aspects of the move, the physical labor, and a lot of the professional decision-making um, to someone like Act Together and our team um, avoids a lot of uh, conflict for families. Yeah. You mentioned the, the, uh, the organ. <laughs> that is something they're hard to sell. Like oh, yeah. we've had seniors that had hoped that they could get some money for their uh, Wurlitzer or whatever. Um, they're, they're not yeah. exactly in vogue nowadays. No, what do you but do? everybody's got one. And what do you do with these things? Well, uh, with this one that I was just telling you about, yeah. um, luckily we knew someone, we made a phone call and um, a musician in the community was unbelievably grateful. He came and picked it up took it away and will give it years and years of life. And your client must love that. And my client was so pleased, um, turned it into um, something positive, and he was giving it away rather than it being taken from him. And that's the whole point of um, many organizations in town, particularly Annie's Closet, which I helped to start. Ah, yeah. um, Annie's Closet funnels donations from downsizing seniors to help kids coming out of foster care with, they have nothing. Mm -hmm. So they're setting up a bachelor suite apartment and sometimes they just have the clothes on their back. So when my clients find out about Annie's Closet and they think, hmm, here's something I can do that would have a real impact, it would help, and it'll make me feel good, then donations can happen a lot easier than if they're being kind of pulled out of their their fingers and feeling like something's being taken away. Yeah, that, I, actually, I've never thought about that. There's a difference between feeling like something's been taken away and and giving it away. Yeah. Yeah. And at that stage of life, a lot is being taken away. Yeah. And you get fed up at a certain point, and you put your foot down with the things you can control, and you can control your household goods, mm -hmm. and you can stay put if you want. Mm -hmm. But then, you know, when it's time to deal with it, um, it can be a lot more difficult than if you dealt with it 10 years before. Yeah. So I encourage people to deal with the elephant now. Yeah. Just deal with it. Yeah. Call me up. I can tell you what to do with At it. At least have a conversation. Yeah. Let me know what your what your problem is. And, um, you know, you're not planning on moving, but I can help you solve that problem now. So when you're ready to move, it's much easier. That's great. Annie Ordeal from Act Together Moving Services. Uh, Annie, how can people get in touch with you? Call us. The office number is 778 351 3888. Great. And we've had with us also, too, Ann Duggan from Advice and Advocacy for Seniors and Families. And how about your number? How can people get in touch with you? Uh, my telephone number is 778-265-9715. And Breck Engage from Comfort Keepers in Homes, Senior and Elder Care. Uh, our number is 778 -265 Great. Well, thanks for thanks for coming here, guys. This has been a great conversation. It's a very important topic. 
one last thing. I just want to mention again the Victoria Real Estate Investment Expo that's happening on March the 11th at Crystal Garden. Uh, go to victoriarealestateexpo.com uh, to learn more about uh, real estate, uh, either as first-time buyers or uh, investors. Uh, it's going to be a great event. Uh, I'm Tony Joe. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, we'll be here next week. The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070.